First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Ryan Bratton. It is based on the story of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, recorded in Matthew 26, 36-46. The scripture is read from The Message. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane, playing What Wondrous Love Is This Arranged for Flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. Then Jesus went with them to a garden called Gethsemane and told his disciples, Stay here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he plunged into an agonizing sorrow. Then he said, This sorrow is crushing my life out. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Going a little ahead, He fell on his face, praying, My father, if there is any way, get me out of this. But please, not what I want. You, what do you want? When he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. He then left them a second time. Again he prayed, My father, if there is no other way than this, drinking this cup to the dregs. I'm ready. Do it your way. When he came back, he again found them sound asleep. They simply couldn't keep their eyes open. 
This time he let them sleep on and went back a third time to pray, going over the same ground one last time. When he came back the next time, he said, Are you going to sleep on and make a night of it? My time is up. The Son of Man is about to be handed over to the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's get going. My betrayer is here. The 26th chapter of Matthew fits quite a bit of the Holy Week story into its 75 verses. To me, the whole story of Holy Week is a roller coaster of events with ups, downs, and turns, verse after verse. Now, we can't fit all of that into one podcast episode, so today we're only going to focus on Jesus praying in Gethsemane. Unfortunately for Jesus, I don't think this roller coaster was quite as fun as the ones at Six Flags. As he reached his last high of this week, I'm pretty sure his stomach sunk as he realized the impending drop-off that was coming. This passage is meaningful to read each time because it's one of the examples where we see the real emotions of Jesus and where his humanity comes out. We find Jesus taking his disciples to Gethsemane. Here he has them wait on him while he goes and prays. Taking Peter, James, and John further with him into the garden, Jesus admits to them that he feels deeply grieved, even to the point of death. I know the disciples are used to Jesus saying things that may be considered dramatic, but this confession is certainly one that I would find concerning to hear, especially after him previously mentioning to the disciples that his appointed time was near and that one of the twelve would betray him. Jesus' admission of his feelings is an instance of him reaching out and calling on the support of their friendship. We don't know what their reaction was to him saying this, but we do know that he subsequently asked them to stay awake with him while he prayed, and we find out later that that did not go very well. Jesus goes to pray, throwing himself on the ground, already a sign of vulnerability to God. Here, Jesus expresses his true feelings to God as well, wishing that this cup would be taken away from him, that he wouldn't have to go through the suffering he knows is coming. Yet, even as he hopes for events to unfold differently, He closes his prayer by confirming that he will do God's will, whatever it may be. Throughout the Gospels, we pretty much always see Jesus and God on the same page. But here is really where we can sense the humanity coming through. Jesus knows what is to come, yet struggles to understand the why, unclear about how this could be the culmination of his mission. It doesn't help that his betrayal has to come from close friends. Even aside from the betrayal by Judas... Jesus returns from his prayer and finds his disciples asleep. Waking them up, he asks them again to be present during this time. One line that I find fascinating here is Jesus telling Peter that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Certainly this applies to the disciples falling asleep despite their best intentions, but it describes Jesus' struggle as well. Jesus feels the pull of the spirit, but also experiences the fear of his human body anticipating death. Going back to pray again, this time Jesus doesn't ask God for a change of heart, only saying, if you're sure this is how it has to be, so be it. He returns again to the disciples, finding them asleep once again. This time he doesn't wake them up. To me, Jesus' response to his disciples in this scenario mirrors his gradual acceptance of what is coming, knowing that he is not in control of anyone but himself. He goes back to pray a third time, and this third prayer helps solidify this as we see Jesus going through the process of grief in real time, mourning that this stage of his mission has come to an end and preparing for the next stage with resoluteness. 
Although we may or may not be experiencing anything life-threatening like Jesus is, we can still learn from his process of dealing with a difficult situation. As Christians, I think many of us often face our difficulties in a way that does not allow us to let our true feelings run their course. Frequently, we can attempt to immediately turn ourselves over to what we think is God's plan, regardless of how it fits with our feelings. We are told that following God is hard, and think that it means we need to ignore our own wants or desires. It can feel selfish to ask God for something we want, or for something to go away. But Jesus speaks honestly to God. Instead of hiding his reservations, he expresses them with full emotion. It is through this acknowledgement of his feelings that Jesus is able to reach the sense of peace he needed to fully trust God. As we all go through our individual challenges, whatever they may be, I'm hopeful that we can continue to use Jesus as a model of how to maintain strong faith in God, even while being fully human. Dear God, be with us in times of trouble. Help us to know that we can speak freely to you and that you are always present with us. We are thankful for your guidance and support throughout difficulties. Help us to remember that peace will always come when we have conversation with you. Amen.